We are back. We're back. Welcome, guys, to episode 19 of the new Latino podcast with Steph. Hi. She is back. <laughs> and your host, Alfred Robles. People, people, babe, the people want to know what? where were you last week? <laughs> the staff heads are mad, babe. <laughs> Let the staff mad. heads know. They can't be mad because we warned them. Yeah, but they're still mad. Oh, okay. All right. Let, how, how was your trip, babe? How was Utah? It was really pretty. I loved it. I want to go back. Mm-hmm. The drive is pretty intense. I drove both ways nonstop. Well, I mean pit stops, but nonstop. And it really hurts your back driving that long mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. But it's so worth it. Like, if you ever drive over there, definitely take somebody that will drive with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take um, someone that drives, that knows how to drive, and yeah. that, that's legal, that has, I mean, not that type of legal. What? Like, <laughs> like wow, has a driver's license and stuff like that. This took a turn. You know? And, and someone that can help you. Yeah, because it's it's really nice. I I'm love pretty sure it. the scenery's nice. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. I've never been. I mean, I went to Utah a couple years ago. Uh, let the people know, Stephanie's half Mormon. No, not half. <laughs> Only half. Only half. Um, but sister wives. Um. <laughs> sister wives? That's what they do, no? No? Aren't the Mormon? No? Is that the wrong wrong thing? Is that the wrong thing? What? Where they have multiple wives? Is that the wrong thing? I never heard of sister wives. Oh, it's like a thing that they call each other when you have multiple wives. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that the Mormons or no? Oh, yeah, they do. But uh-huh. I'm always called sister wives. Mm. Sister wives sounds like you, you can marry all your... All, all the sisters? The, all the sisters. Oh, that's weird. That's all about like, wait a minute. That's whoa, really weird. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That'd be really awkward. Um, but I went a few years ago to Salt Lake um, for a conference for work. And then, um, but it, I didn't get to see really anything because we were there for work and then I left. But this time, um, we drove there mm-hmm. and we stayed at this little hotel close to um, the Best Friend Sanctuary where's, where I went. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was awesome. I want to go back. It was really pretty. It was a good getaway. Even though I was really tired, it was really nice to mm. drive out there, especially right now. I mean, it was peaceful. And you know what? We are happy that you're back. Thanks. We didn't know what to do. Oh, really? Yeah, so a whole week mm. we were just, we were quiet. Yeah. yeah sad? We, we shut down. Were you just sad we the sat whole down. time? It was like, fuck quarantine. <laughs> Staff left. <laughs> we, we we went on shutdown. We were radio silent for a whole no, week. No, that's not true. So I'm glad you had a good, good time, Bev, and I'm yeah. glad you made it back Thanks. safe. Yeah. You know? Me too. And um, <laughs> same. And um, so, um, I know um, religion. You, you don't like to get into religion or right. anything like that. Yeah. But I read this article of this priest. Oh, this yeah. priest in Detroit, Michigan. Uh huh. So what? This is what he does. He does drive-through confessions. Uh huh. And he does drive-through. Um, I don't even know what you call it. But he he throws he didn't even throw holy water at you. He has a water gun <laughs> and he has holy water on the water gun uh-huh. and he shoots you with the water gun. Yeah. Let's say you're Catholic. Uh-huh. Okay? You're Catholic. <laughs> Would you wanna confess via drive thru? 
That's so weird. Or would you, or would you say, you know what, I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold on and wait until everything's over and then I'll confess. I mean, does it matter in confessions if you confess now or later? To them or to us? Like in general, in religion. In I think it does. You, I, so you have to confess as soon as you... Some people, some people confess once a month. Okay, but you, you know? can hold it. So you can hold, hold it. You can hold it for three months. You can hold it for yes, you could. But some people want to confess they're they're fucking sinning yeah. and and mm-hmm. they're doing a bunch of crazy things mm-hmm. and they want to confess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I don't feel guilt though, so I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> and have you ever confessed before? No, never. So this is what happens when you confess. <laughs> I've seen it on TV. Okay, so when you confess, the mm-hmm. father the father listens to everything your mm-hmm. problems or whatever you're confessing. Mm-hmm. And he tells you this. Okay. Give me 10 Hail Marys and 10 Our Fathers. Okay. And you're good. Okay. So you go back to the little bench. Yeah. And you kneel. And then you you give them the 10 Hail Marys and the 10 Our Fathers. Do people ever cheat and just do like nine? I did. Eight? Oh, of course you did. Of course you did. I did. I used to do, I'll give you half now and then half later. (laughs) So... What is the father going to tell you now? Like, okay, give me what? Ten Hail Marys and, mm-hmm. t- and but what? Pray in your car? I mean. Here's, all right. Here's Stephanie. Well, here's ten Hail Marys, ten Our Fathers, mm-hmm. and here's three here's a, squirts. Here's, a squirt. here's three squirts. <laughs> and you're fine. Well, I mean, I'm not going to give too much detail into what I believe, but... I think that if you are somebody that prays, you should right. be able to pray anywhere. And right, your course, car is should be sufficient. Of course. I think the spraying is a little silly. It's too much. I think it's a little too much. I think, don't they have that, like, stick where you they dip it in the water and then they, like... Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that close enough? Like, can't they, like, do the stick? No, because like, I feel like if you, do the, you? if you do the stick, it's not going to get you. It's going to get on top of the car. So I feel oh, so like he's the, like aiming. He's aiming. So it's That's like when awesome. you go to the it's like when you go to the carnival. When so you it's go like to, when I beat what? you at that Disneyland game. No, no, that too, that too. <laughs> and have you ever gone to a carnival or to a fair where? Yeah, you have to hit the little bullseye. Yeah, or or there's like a a, a clown with his mouth open. Yeah, and you shoot the water gun in his <laughs> mouth, and then the bloom, and then you get the prize. That's what it is. So you're right there riding shotgun. The priest comes out and then yeah. he shoots you guys. I think it's really funny that the priest has to have really good aim yeah. to get you. And I think it's silly. I mean, I don't want to say anything. If somebody feels good about it, then yeah, more power to you. Yeah. But it kind of seems a little... I mean, is it like it's like a little kid's gun, right? right a right, little right, like right. Nerf... What are they? Nerf guns? Or, Water guns. But like the little, I think they were like a little popular brand. Nerf, Nerf was popular when I was a kid. But I mean, to everybody, do your own thing. But whatever makes you happy. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty funny. I think it's funny that the priest has to aim into your car and try to like shoot you yeah. <laughs> with holy water. And I saw the gun he was he had. <laughs> it was like a small like nineteen nineties. It's like the 99 cents. Classic 99 cents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want the super soaker, man. Mm-hmm. You remember the, the super soaker? Yeah, up. the pump. Yeah. Just start shooting right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And I want to I want to stay there, take my shirt off, open my mouth, get me, Father, get me, Padre. I think shoot this is me. a whole whoa 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 whoa. I think this is a whole squirt me. No. <laughs> but what's the proper way, Father? I mean, to get squirted? Oh my God! <laughs> what do you say? This has taken another turn. You take your shirt off and you ask the Father to squirt you. But what's the proper word, though? What's the? I mean, that is. I think that's. Fine, but why are you taking your shirt off and standing there with your mouth open waiting for the father to squirt you? Is this okay? Father, <laughs> shoot <sorry>. me. <laughs> shoot me, father. I can't. You know? I mean, <laughs> sounds less inappropriate, yes. Speaking of fathers, yeah. My dad called me, man. <laughs> hmm, that's surprising. My dad called me on Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, by next week, mm-hmm. I might have a roommate. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. By next week, I might have a roommate, and by next week, I might have a dad. <laughs> Two for one special. Two for one special. Two for one COVID special. I mean, my dad didn't say... He wants to move in with me. Yeah. But I think that's what he wants to do. That's the reason why he called me. That's him. the reason why I mean, why if he, he doesn't call him. you any other time, like, no. for example, if my dad called me, he would mm. 100% want something. He would yeah. call me to see how no. I'm doing. No. For example, my birthday was two, three weeks ago, and he didn't call me. <laughs> he did not call me. You know? Yeah. So this is what happened. My dad sold his tire shop. Mm -hmm. And my dad's goal was to retire and go back to Mexico, move back Mm -hmm. to Mexico and leave in April or in May. Okay. But since all this COVID-19 happened, he can't leave anywhere. Right. And he sold his his shop. So he has nowhere to live. He has nowhere to live. So when's he moving in? I have no idea. I'm, I'm torn... Between letting them. Wait, and that. but that it means you'd have to offer it. Okay. So you're gonna call them and uh, offer no, it. No, Ooh, no. Your mom would be mad at you. Yes, she would. She would. Ooh. My mom would be mad. I'm right now. I won't offer. Your mom. If, if your mom says. Be mad. If he says, you know what, I need a place to stay, yeah. then I'll let him. Oh yeah. I'll let him. Mom still be mad at you. She's still gonna feel like you chose him over her for some. Mo- moment in time because I feel like my, I think my mom would feel that way if I lent my dad a hand she'd yeah. feel like I'm, I'm choosing him at that moment mm-hmm. instead of her right. even though even though your I mom would, doesn't need a place to stay even though my mom no well even though I would never choose my dad over my mom never um, I think she would be hurt if I helped him mm-hmm. somehow Right, because right. she's only she's been the only one that's been there for me my and, whole life. And my mom's the same way. Yeah. My mom's so the I same think way. I think my my thing my mom would be like a little hurt, even though it didn't it doesn't take anything away from her. Right. She would still feel like I don't know, like why why am I helping him if he didn't help me? Mm. Also, Beb, there was trouble. two times <laughs> in my life where I needed somewhere to stay, someone offered me their house. Somebody did. Somebody did. Not your dad, Not my though. Dad. Somebody, did. <laughs> Somebody did. I want to give yeah. a shout out to my tia Veronica, who uh-huh. let me live with her. No, three times. I want to give a shout out to my tia Veronica, who let me live with her in um, 
in Long Beach back in the days. Uh-huh. And then my tia Josefina in Long Beach. Uh-huh. And then Gabriel Iglesias in Long Beach. Uh-huh. So all these Long Beach people so have like a little out. homeless person in yeah, Long Beach. I was a homeless person in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And, a, and three people from Long Beach helped me out. And I feel that's the right thing to do is give it back. Yeah. And if my dad needs somewhere to stay, I'm going to open my house up for my dad. Well, that's very, very nice of you. Right now. Things could change tomorrow. Yeah. It's just you how know? you feel right now. It's how I feel right now. And I'm meeting I'm meeting my dad on Thursday. So if he annoys you, my dad. If, 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 if it comes up, then I'm going to offer. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be weird as hell, though. Oh, I feel like that would be super weird for you to live with your dad. And for you, too. Yeah, well... What are you gonna do? Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. I'd probably um, side eye you and roll my eyes at you <laughs> and be very nice to him. <laughs> you know, the normal stuff. My dad is uh, <laughs> 84 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know. We'll find guys. We'll find out next week. Next week, we'll tune be in. We will be talking about it. Tune in. Maybe it'll be a second episode of of two weeks ago. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. Maybe we'll have a another co-host. <laughs> maybe we're gonna start the our episode next week. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 20 yeah. of the new Latino podcast with Steph and Alfred and Alfred's dad. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really funny. You know? It's so awkward. You it's never, so awkward. You never know, man. The way 2020 is going, but I mean, it's full of surprises, huh? It's crazy, man. So you know what, babe? On... <laughs> on on I think it was Tuesday, uh, no Wednesday. Yeah. I uh, my car broke down. <laughs> yeah. And I used the AAA card for the first time, mm-hmm. and it felt so good. Mm-hmm. Because you know? you've been paying for it, you yeah. use it, right? Yeah. And at least you had some use out of it. I wish it was something worse, and I wish no. I was. I wish I was further. Why? Because it would have made. It would. I would have felt like it was worth it. Well, you got use out of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was cool, and it's funny because I mean, I'm pretty sure if I would have opened up my hood, yeah. I could have fixed it myself. Yeah, but nah. No, <laughs> just waiting for the guy felt good. Yeah, you know. I if I have any type of assistance, I will never do it myself. Then why are you paying for it if you could just do it yourself? Right, right. It makes no sense. It's kind of like a waste of money, even if it's a little bit of money. If it's something I could do myself, I would not pay. For somebody to do it. Like, if I was capable of changing my own tire, I'd be like, well, I don't need to pay for AAA or whatever because I can just do it myself. But I can't. And if I'm paying for it, I'm not. Well, you're paying for it, but... Right, right, right. <laughs> if you're paying for it, I'm not. And it's the best... I'm not even going to try. It's the best thing ever, man. Yeah. You know? Do you like it? Do you feel like... Have you ever... I'm pretty sure you had AAA before. No, right? Well... No? Not necessarily, but I've used other people's AAA. Do you I've feel, never had it myself. Do you feel like you want to tip them? No. Or are you supposed to tip them? You are? I don't know. Oh, no. No? I've never felt that way. I mean, when the only times I used it was a really long time ago when I used to have um, my, my first car. 
was a used car that already had like problems, right? Right. And um, I remember my car breaking down a couple of times and using my mom's and never feeling like I had to tip them. But then again, I was like 20 and probably didn't think of those things yet. Right, you know, right, like right. those weren't like priorities. Like I didn't, not that I didn't, didn't think of other people, but it was like you, some of the stuff you learn as you get older too, mm-hmm. you know? So no, I never thought about tipping them. No, no. Did you tip him? No, but I was kind of like torn. Was he waiting? Did it seem I, I like, he, like sometimes, he was. You know how like they he hesitate was. sometimes? Yeah. Like people yeah. hesitate? Yeah, because he was all like, hey, can I take a picture of your car? Why? Because he liked the, the, like my car's wrapped. Oh, So he yeah, liked yeah. the wrapped part. You should have showed him the peeling part. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, take a picture right here. Take a picture of that right there. Yeah. So <laughs> I, peeling. I felt like he was, uh, he was waiting because he was talking like he more was than stalling? he was. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we're tipping motherfuckers. Like, I feel like the us as a country, United States, we love tipping. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the people don't, I, don't like tipping. I mean, I would rather not. But I know that it's proper etiquette to tip. Right. But it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to know where and who to tip. I mean, if we're tipping that guy from... Um, Who's delivering food? Yeah, I mean tipping that guy that fixed your car. And that's you know? more urgent. It's more urgent. You it's know? like more of a necessity than having delivery. Right, right. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. And how, how much, much do will you tip though? I don't know, you know? because AAA gas is expensive. Isn't... Yeah. Well, wait. It was because you ran out of gas. No, 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 no. no. I'm just oh. saying because because he drives. Yeah, but he doesn't pay for that. No. Okay. So what? What would you tip him like? He's only like... paying for his like service. Like... So what would you tip like lunch? Like, here you go, bro. Buy yourself a hamburger fry. Damn, and... that's like $14. You see, I don't know. What do you tip? That's a lot. Oh, I mean, here's $3 for a Gatorade, bro. Tops, I'd give them like five. Here's five bucks. Here's a Gatorade and chips. Yeah. That's it. That's what you yeah, get. Yeah, I wouldn't give them a You're only getting a soda and Doritos off of I wouldn't give him a whole meal. I mean, because once he's done with you, maybe he's getting another call. What if they get him yeah. a whole meal and a whole I, meal and a I whole think, meal? I think it should depend on the service. Yeah. Like if I had him like fixing my my tire or or doing stuff like that where hands his hands got dirty, mm-hmm. then I would give him a little bit more. Or if, if he if he would have had to help me push my car, oh, okay, I think I'd feel bad something. if yeah, he had right? to push my car, especially like if I really like I wouldn't be able to help. I feel really bad. But dude, all he did was tighten up my battery. Flip a switch. That's all he did. <laughs> you know. So tighten up my battery. I think that's a soda and chips. Yeah, maybe. That's like a soda. And I'll give him one of my chipster shirts. Here you go, bro. <laughs> Thank you, bro. You give him something he didn't even want. Yeah, you can go. Today's your lucky day. I mean, if you had like... I'm going to have a dad next week. Well, bro. if you <laughs> share the well, if you had a baseball cap with your face on it, that'd be that'd be cool to give away to people like that because they're, they're going to wear them. People that work, like have jobs like that are like handy people and... Right. I, I feel like they tend to wear like baseball caps a lot. So you want me to put a base uh, face of me in a baseball cap? Well, no, I don't. I don't like want you to put your face on a baseball cap. But I think that would be like if you ever thought about making a second merchandise mm-hmm. aside from shirts. I think that would be like a cool one. You think the the my little logo with the chips and with the mustache would be good on the hat? I think it'd be cool because I think well I think you could put your face on the top and then put the letters like that on the back. I think that'd look cool. So not the chips are on the 
on you the You put mustache. it on the front. What yeah. do you mean? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the logo, the way it is. Yeah, just you keep it like that? Yeah. Why would you do it different? And what would you put in the back? Chipster, right? Or something like that. Okay. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I didn't know we were brainstorming right now. <laughs> you can't give me a half-assed idea about Well, the reason why I say that is because whenever we talk about merch in my job, we don't have, like, merch. Mm-hmm. But we wear like staff shirts, mm-hmm. and then I've all every time it comes up, we all everybody always agrees that if we could have merch, it would be Hats. like baseball caps or beanies, like in the winter, yes, with our logo on it or we, hoodies. We always, well, we have like the, yeah, but we yeah. don't like we don't sell them, we don't sell the merchandise, right, right. it's just for us, but um. If we had a choice on what we would want, it's always like hats, always. I think I'm gonna look into that. <laughs> I'm gonna look into that. Boom! Hats. You guys heard it here first. We just came up with an idea. We're here in front of everybody. Hats, hats. Yeah. Hats. I mean. Oh, I- babe, hats with the NLP. <laughs> I'm telling you, babe. I don't know. Maybe. And then but, we'll have two different heads. But Steph heads. No, we are not. No Steph head merchandise. That is not Fair. happening. It goes with hats. Oh my what god. What does the hat go on? Your head. <laughs> Steph head hat. Please stop. <laughs> and all the people that encourage this on social media. You have a bunch of Steph heads. But out there, right? I think, like, for example, I don't wear like hats all the time. But if I went for a walk and it was hot i would yeah. totally wear it and then beanies i wear them when it's cold all the right, time right, right, right. so i think that's like a really easy maybe not easy because it, it costs more so you have to sell them for more but i think it's something that people definitely would buy a lot of people have hats Gabriel has hats. everybody has yeah. like i mean it's something that everybody wears at some point yeah. in their life like i don't wear them on my day to day but if i went for a hike or if i went for for a walk I would put it on or like to a theme park, you know, I've worn them. So it's like, I think it's like a good second merchandise. I feel like if I put on the top of the uh, top of the hat, I'll put original chipster Uh and then the back, the head, the logo. Oh, it has to be really small though, because yeah. you only have the top part of the. Yeah, no, no, I'll make it small Mm -hmm. on the back. I think that look kind of cool. What about the side? I don't no. know about the side. I like it in the back. Mm. You do? <laughs> <laughs> you like it in the back? That's on the kind of nasty. <laughs> You're like all nasty today with a priest squirting you in Bro, the mouth. I haven't gotten a haircut <laughs> since May 11th. Bro. I can tell. I'm yes. sorry, March 11th. We are well aware. March 11th. We can all see it. <laughs> so I'm going on over two months, man. How do you feel? I'm. I personally... Don't Let need a the haircut. people know. No, how do you feel about <laughs> <I know. laughs> me and my fro? I didn't want to say anything. Girl, you need a haircut. Bad. Yeah, terribly bad. And you know what? It's not the top. It's the sides because your hair is starting to go over your ears. And that just doesn't look like capped, obviously. Mm. The top, I mean, a lot of people have really long hair on the top of their head. But the sides is where you really see it. When it starts getting really shaggy on the sides, that's when you can tell somebody hasn't gotten a haircut. I'm looking like my cat right now. You're with <laughs> Me and my cat, we're suffering. Yeah. You can tell we're quarantined together. Yes. I right? can tell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I made an appointment. It's I'm fair. getting a haircut on Wednesday, babe. Mm-hmm. I'm going over this guy's house, and uh-huh. I'm getting a haircut Okay. in his backyard. <laughs> 
That's what 2020 is all about right now. Backyard haircuts. Or backyard parties. No, backyard haircuts. People are still having backyard parties. So that's what I'm doing this week. I'm finally getting a haircut. We'll see how it looks. So by next week, new haircut. <laughs> new dad. Wow. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> Look at me being Coming an adult. Coming up. Coming up, man. It's never too late yeah. in having a dad. Yeah, it's not. You can never say, it's hey, not. I don't want a dad right now. No, 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 it's not. You're right. I mean, if my dad would turn around and be a different person, somebody I can actually get along with and then want to be part of my life, not to help me, but just to be around, uh-huh. I, I'd take it. I would take it. Yeah, okay. why not? <laughs> why not? But if it's not a positive addition to my life, then I don't want it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel bad kicking him out. Like, I don't know how Okay, my... when's... Yeah, so now... Yeah, I don't know now, how my dad's going to be. So what if he, like, sucks as a roommate? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, my roommate <laughs> is being a total slob. <laughs> it's your dad. My 84-year-old roommate... Like what do I? How do I kick oh, him out? Oh, it's like grandma. Is it grandma's boy? The movie Grandma's Boy, where the guy keeps saying it's his roommates, it's his roommates, and then at the end it's like his parents. Oh yeah, his yeah, roommates. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all oh, my roommates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Like, what do I do? I, I don't know. Hey, Dad. Um, like this isn't working out. This isn't working out. It's not you. It's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you have to go. <laughs> yeah. And you're used to uh, doing that, and mm-hmm. you could just go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you were always a goal getter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Maybe somebody else is letting him. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe somebody beat you to the punch. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, um, this this episode is, uh, we're doing something different. So this episode, I uh, it's me and Steph. And then after this, I'm doing an interview with Junior. Junior is uh, a fashion designer, and he has a clothing, a, a brand. Mm-hmm. A brand, and the name of his brand is I Got My Own Back. And he makes shorts for boxers. Mm-hmm. Here you go, with the second half of... The new Latino podcast. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Stay, staying busy during these crazy times right now. Orale, <laughs> bro. Welcome to uh, welcome to the uh, special portion of the new Latino podcast, and we have a special guest, man. We have the the big homie. We have the fashion designer, the Mister Mui Mui. Mr. Nate Diaz himself, Mr. Save the World, Junior, bro. Welcome to the show, bro. Junior, with I got my own back. What's up, bro? Thank you for having me, brother. How are you? I got my own back, bro. Hey, bro, what's your, what do you what's your, what do you go by, bro? I just I know you by Junior. I know you by Nate Diaz, bro. What what do uh? What's, well, what's the your, funny what, thing, the, the funny thing is my real name is Javier, right? Javier, Javier okay. But the thing is, when my when my mom was pregnant with me, she told my dad I want his name to be Junior because I don't I always want to call him Junior. But then when uh, when my mom had me, she ended up falling asleep in the hospital, obviously right after she gave birth. And when the uh-huh. nurse walked in, 
my dad basically said, hey, uh, his name's going to be Javier. But my mom never even approved that. So, so, so my mom said, I will never, ever call him Javier, and we will all call him Junior from this day forth. So everybody calls me Junior. <laughs> Wait a minute. But is your, dad, is your dad's name Javier? Yeah, my dad's name is Javier. So my, my dad's okay. like, no, nah, this is my, my dad's like, this is my firstborn son. I need him to be named after me. But my mom's like, hell no, nah, that name sounds too Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, spell it with the X, like uh, the rest of the foods. I know how Xavier, everybody's like, oh, yeah. Xavier? I'm like, nah. That's like, but some people are like, people didn't even know my name was Javier. They're like, wait a minute, your name's Javier? I'm like, yeah, man, I thought your name was like, like John Ryan or something. Like, John Ryan. Like, wait, it's JR because everybody calls you JR. I'm like, nah, uh-huh. nah, nah. I'm like, this is my, it's just because I'm a junior automatically. I'm like, so people call me JR. But the funny thing is, my mom's side of the family calls me Uni, and my dad's Uni? side of the okay. family calls me, yeah, calls me JR. So it's basically Uni or JR is basically what everybody calls me. Okay, okay. Hey, bro, I had a, just a couple of questions, bro. How did you, uh, first of all, you grew up in Orange County, right, bro? Hell yeah, Orange County, right there, Santa Ana, right there, right next to, you know that big, the big-ass OC Register building? Right yes. there in the heart of Santa Ana, the OC Register building. Well, I grew up right there on Fruit Street, right there, right there in the mean streets of Santa Ana. From there, uh, and then when they tore that down, my dad moved us to Tustin. So it, I okay, kind of bounced okay. around Orange County. I kind of bounced around Orange County because my dad worked in the field, and then he also worked. I got a sponge company, so like he kind of like every time he got a different job, we kind of had to be relocated, especially because we were we weren't really well financially. So I kind of right, grew up right. like all over Orange County. Damn, bro! And a lot of people don't know, dude. Santa Ana is hood, bro. That shit is hood. That- People don't even know that. Yeah, they think like uh, they think of like some parts of LA. They think of some parts of like Northern California, like Fresno. Some parts like, hey, there's sort of. I'm like, yo, you guys like a lot of people don't realize that Santa Ana's got some really, really like. I mean, obviously now that they've they've you know they've kind of uh, switched it up a little bit and kind of you know given it a little bit of a better look. But Santa Ana had its rugged parts, and right there on Fruit Street where I lived at, that was a pretty bad little barrio right there that we lived at, basically. Um, and, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like when people are like, yo, where, where'd you grow up? I'm like, Santa Ana. Some people are like, oh, damn. If you're from Orange County, you know that Santa Ana is a pretty little bad spot, basically. No, dude, I've been to Santa Ana. I've been there. There's a, I forgot the name of the restaurant, bro. There's a restaurant where like the menudo's good and the tamales are good, bro. I, I think you probably went to a, I think either you went to El Gallo Hito or Super Antojitos or, or you probably went to Alberto's. No, no, there's no proof. No, Taqueria de Anda. There's a couple spots that are really good, but you're probably talking about El Gallo Hito because that's a good spot right there in Santa Ana. Dude, like I remember waiting in line, bro. Oh, and dude, yeah. it, it, it reminded me of East Los, dog. Oh, hell yeah. No, it's straight up, and that's kind of how it is over here. And, see, and we even got cruising down here like they're doing Whittier. Like in Santa yeah, Ana, yeah. you see that. We're cruising down Bristol. Like I used to do that back in the days also, way back then. My boy used to let me borrow his uh, 63 Chevy Impala, and that was kind of like the spot where we always used to go until it got shut down. People be sleeping on fucking um, Santa Ana, bro. And the thing is, they really do. They really don't even realize how much, you know, Latino and everything there is in Santa Ana. If you go, I recommend going down Main Street, and you will see now, like, legit it's there's there's beautiful graffiti there's restaurants there's even like a lot of good marisco spots like Santa Ana right now is like they're starting to make it a little bit even, even like touristy now so it doesn't really yeah. have like a bad rep anymore basically but it still has its little rugged spots but they're trying to it's kind of like LA it's got its nice little spots in downtown but then obviously it's got like you know it's little streets still but that's kind of how Santa Ana is right now too 
Yeah, Santa Ana, man. Santa Ana is a place where you go right now and you can buy a piñata of the COVID-19 thing, bro. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right? Real talk. Hell yeah. You can get a piñata and you can get your sambotas next door. You can get yourself. You got everything there. You get a raspado next door. They got everything in that one little spot. <laughs> Dude, that shit's fucking funny, bro. So how did you get into so how did you get into uh to being a fashion designer, bro? Bro, because that I've never met a fashion designer in my life, bro. And I've been in the business, but I never met a fashion designer. Maybe I have, but no one's ever sent there a fashion designer. And I want to give you props, bro, because all your shit is fire, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you. And you know what the funny thing is that I used to work security. I used to be a security guard. And then when I told a couple of the girls there, because we were all kind of sharing stories, and they asked me, so what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm a fashion designer. They all started busting out laughing. <laughs> they were like, laugh. and they were laughing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, well, it's so funny. I'm like, because I'm a guy that designs clothing. They're like, no, because that, they're like, that, that ain't real. There's no way you design clothes. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so they, they automatically laugh because they're like, no, nah, there's no way that a guy that looks like you, like, designs clothing. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm being real. I'm like, I do design clothing. And I'm like, I also design for professional boxers. I've been in the paper. And they, they thought that I was kidding the whole time because the thing is, like, I have a really outgoing, like, you know, kind of laid back personality. So right, people, right. like, when I, when I tell them that I own a business and I'm, I'm, I have a serious side, they don't believe it. They're like, mm-hmm. no. Like, you, you remember when we were dancing on the dance floor, right? And right. the thing is, like, when we were dancing, like, you, would you think, like, hey, man, this guy owns a business, this goofball right here? You see what I mean? So <laughs> it's a, and, and that's kind of how it is. People don't even believe it. And the thing is, this is what they don't know. When I was a kid, I grew up in Santa Ana, right? And my dad used to grow, grow up listening to, like, Vicente Fernandez, Los Tucanes, you know what I mean? Hell he yeah, hell that. yeah. And I had two uncles that previously lived here in California, two of my dad's brothers. And the funny thing is, the first music, I, 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 I'm not going to lie, I was into my dad's music, but at the same time, I felt like there was something else. I always felt like I, like I needed to hear another different style. And my uncle said, here, you know what? This is the kind of music you're going to be into. And he handed me a, a VHS that said, Slippery When Wet, Bon Jovi, right? And I was like, damn, Bon Jovi. And I was like, and then when I saw the way that they were dressed on the cover, it blew my mind. It just blew my mind. Because I was like, what the hell? They're wearing snake pants with a scarf, ripped jeans. They got, like, the gloves on their hands. You know what I mean? They, they just have, like, the right, style right. just looks interesting. And they always say it, it's always the crazy ones that stand out. And these, these guys stood out to me. They stood mm-hmm. out to me. Okay. And then after that, after that, I started seeing Michael Jackson style, like from uh, the song Beat It and okay, uh, okay. what's it called. So I started seeing, like, uh, I'm bad. And I started seeing, like, his jackets, leather jackets with all the zippers and the way he was dressing. And I'm not going to lie, as I was, getting old, as I was growing older, uh, when I was a kid, I couldn't afford clothes like that. Real sorry, I'm going to be honest with you. When I was a kid, there's a Target right across the street right there by it, – it's close to uh, that um, where I used to live on Fruit Street. So when I was a kid, um, they had like uh, – they used to they, – obviously, there's a Target right there. And my we didn't have any money. So a real talk, when I was a kid, I used to push carts. I don't know if you remember back then. How old are you? Because I'm 35. No, I'm older than you, bro. Okay, so check. You'll, you'll probably remember this. When you used to put away your, your shopping cart, it used to give you a quarter. I don't know if you remember that. So the shopping no, cart at bro. Target. Yeah, at Target right there in Santa Ana, when you would put away the shopping cart, it would give you a quarter. So my mom used to share with my little brother, my youngest, and then me and my middle brother, we used to push carts to make money. And that money, those quarters, I would use that to buy, like, 
like, you know, like clothes right there at Target. Or we would use that money to go buy, obviously, food at the gas station. But my point is that I was always into clothing since I was a kid. And I was even hustling since I was a kid just so I can get what I needed, right? Right, right. And at that age, I was pushing carts. So as I'm getting older, I started liking fashion and clothing. And the funny thing is um, I started going to a lot of fashion shows. And that's kind of where it hit me. Wow, like, I wanted to be a fashion wow. designer. Yeah, so it's like, and the funny thing is that um, as, I, as I'm getting older, I'm hanging out with a bunch of different crowds, and then I, don't, I didn't have the money to go to college. My dad definitely didn't have the money to send me to college, and I graduated from continuation school, so it's not like I had any, like, you know, I didn't have any, like, scholarships or anything like that, and I was a super senior in high school. I got kicked out of my original high school because, obviously, you know, we all go through that rebel phase, which I right, went right. through, and... You know what I mean? So I got, I, I got involved with, the, you know, these people in the scene in Orange County, and they, they invited me to Gods and Heroes. It's over there by Shark Club, Shark Club in Costa Mesa. So mm-hmm. in Costa Mesa, there's a, right on the other side, there's a place called Gods and Heroes. And I okay. started getting so invited. People, to, let, me, uh-huh. let, me, let, me, let me break it down for these people, dude. So, hey, guys, I'm going to break it down for you guys. For the people from L.A., I'm going to make it L.A. oriented. Uh, I'm going to break it down for the L.A. people. So Santa Ana yeah. is East L.A., and Costa Mesa is kind of like fucking, like, like uh, uh, I want to say like uh, not Beverly Hills, but kind of North like, Hollywood. Uh, North, yeah, North Hollywood, kind of. So it's different it's, people, bro. There's different crowds and different uh, different, different crowds, it's a different yeah. vibe, bro. Way you know I mean? way different crowds. And the thing is, yeah. like me, when, when when my dad moved me out of uh, when my dad moved when I was in Tustin and Santa Ana, the reason why my dad moved me out of Santa Ana and Tustin was because there were gangs that were starting to form in Tustin. So my dad mm-hmm. take, took me and my brothers away and moved us to Irvine. So when I was okay. in Irvine, that's kind of like where I started being surrounded by white people and all that. And yeah, when you go to Costa Mesa, it was mainly like whitewashed Hispanics, basically. You know, yes. I mean, in Santa Ana, yes. you still had, like, the old school, like, I, I was rocking the Rolling Hard t-shirts back then. I don't know if you remember those. Um, yeah, I was yeah, rocking yeah. the Rolling the, the, uh, Aslan. Like, I was rocking all those, like, lowrider shirts back in the days. So, yeah, I started changing my style a little bit when I when my dad moved us to Irvine. So, yeah, like, when okay. I started hanging out with people in, in, in Costa Mesa, that's when they started inviting me to fashion shows. The only reason I would go, I'm not going to lie, was it because it was free alcohol. But when I ended up going there, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm drunk as hell. I'm really drunk, and I'm stumbling to kind of stand up and watch this fashion show. But when I mm-hmm. saw all this clothing coming out on people, it was like art to me. You know, we see art on the walls. We see art, you know, like in L.A., you know, you got who's known for, one of his, for his art everywhere, Mr. Cartoon. I've always been an art, an art fan. I love right, art, right. you know, like drawing. I love I love. um I love airbrush, all that kind of stuff. Like, I've always been into lowriders and art. So this was, like, art to me in a different way, but in clothing. So mm. the, moment when, the moment when he came out, the guy comes out at the end, they present the designer, and he puts his hands in the air, and I looked at everybody's reaction, like, of approval, of, like, yes, and then his look of satisfaction, like, I just did this right now. And I right, always right. wondered, I wonder what that feels like. You know, and it's kind of like, you you know, you know, you know, in comedy that, you know, before you probably started going up on stage, did you ever see a comedian and think, damn, I wonder what it's like to make everybody laugh. I wonder what it's yeah. like to have all eyes on me and, you know, everybody put a smile on their face. You have a purpose. Your purpose is obviously to make people smile, entertain them. Right. And yeah, you right, always right. wonder what it's like to what well, you always wonder what it's like to be up there. 
So for me, hey, I always wonder you remember like, that movie? what it's like to be. Hey, bro, do you remember that movie? Do you remember that movie, Blood In, Blood Out? That was my favorite. I can quote any scene in that whole movie. And you know what? I actually met Damien Chapa, who's also known as Miklo, who he gave me a badass poster that says Vato's Locals Forever, and he, and he autographed it. I still have that. <laughs> badass. It kind of felt like when uh, when Crucito won. Remember when he was getting the he was getting an award? And everybody yeah, was when he, there. When he goes up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, 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 yeah it's exactly what it feels like. And it's kind of like, you know, because people – they would never ever think of a Hispanic fashion designer, and especially no, someone bro. from my background, who you yeah. know came from the ghetto, who basically they had a really rough upbringing. You know, I got in, it, it, my story is just insane. Like, you know, I'll end up giving you like more bits and pieces of it for it, but it's kind of like I always felt like nobody would ever think that I could ever be up there. So to me, Dude. it was like, you know what? I'm gonna make it my goal to one day be a yes. fashion designer. Yes, bro, and you're proving everybody wrong, bro, because you've done a lot of fucking shit, dude. And I tell yeah. fools, I, I tell fools that all the shit that you that you've done, they're like, damn, bro. I'm like, yeah, he's a bottle. He's a he's a dude. He's a homie, and he's fucking. He's a humble motherfucker, bro. And that's what I like. You you do shit for for a lot of people, and you're out there, and you're still humble because a lot of a lot of fools forget forget about being humble, dude. You know what I mean? The, the, the thing is this, I see it as we're all God's children at the end of the day, right? I, yes. don't think I'm, yes. I don't think I'm better than anybody, and I don't believe anybody's better than anybody. And if you stay people be grounded, forgetting, bro. People forget about And I'm going to be real with you. There was a time when I hung out with the wrong crowd, right? I won't go too much into detail, but I hung out with the wrong crowd. And I'm going to be real with you. My dad went bankrupt during this time. You know what I mean? Wow. My dad went right. bankrupt because I turned my back on him and I turned my back on my own family because I, since I didn't have a good upbringing, I felt like, I felt like there, there was like tension. You, you know how it is with Hispanic families where you kind of hold this grudge, right? Yes. And I, and I, and I held this grudge towards my parents. So I'm not going to lie. They, they ended up hitting rock bottom when I was doing all right. And I could have helped mm. them. Right. But then after that, when I overdosed in 2011, and like I tell everybody, it's like a movie of your life plays. And are you proud of that movie or are you upset about that movie? And then when I realized mm. that I was a selfish person, I realized from that this day forth, I will never, ever, you know, value material things and like other things like that ever again. My value now is going to be basically family and just, you know, kind of teaching everybody what I learned. And that's why everybody says like, yo, for a guy that's designed for some of the biggest names, who's had your, your work on some of the biggest stages, TV, everything, movies. You're like the realest, like most kickback guy. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like I'm anything of, like someone to be worshipped in any way. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm like you. And then even some people, uh, there, was a, there was a guy that came up to me, right? He's like, hey, bro, I just want to say I'm proud of your accomplishments and everything you've done. And then I was like, what's up, bro? What do you do? You know, we kind of got to know each other. And he says, well, no, nah. he's like, my life's not interesting, man. He goes, I just work at, the, at like a security job too, you know, and, and I, I'm a supervisor now. And I said, well, that's an accomplishment. You moving up mm-hmm. to a supervisor is an accomplishment. I said, you right, taking right. care of your family, that's an accomplishment. I said, it doesn't matter that I'm doing this and you're doing that. We're all moving forward. And that's, that's something to be proud of at the same time, right? Yes. yes. And that's kind of how I see it. That's kind of how I see it. Like we should all be proud of what we're doing. And never try to compare our life to others. I, I chose no. this lifestyle. You know what I mean? What's up? Yeah. I said everybody you know has a different like, path, bro. You know? Every, everybody has a different path, but we all got a purpose. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Me, I, I, I love the feeling of, like, when I create something and people smile. You must love the feeling of you when you go up on stage and you make people smile. You see what I mean? Yeah, We're bro. making people yeah. smile, but two different ways. Yeah, I do. And I get, yeah, talk to me, bro. Talk to me. <laughs> Hey, how'd you come up with the name? Because your name of your of your clothes of your of, is your brand. The name of your brand is I got my own back, right? I got my own back. I G M O B. So the thing is, I'm gonna I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get deep and real with you right now. We got time, right? Do it, do it. So so check this out. So as I'm over this, so the night before uh, it was on, uh, I, I I overdosed February 11th. Uh, hold on, let me look at my tats. I think it was February. Hold on, because I got it tatted on me. I actually ended up tattooing it because it was a day that I can never forget, basically. It was uh, February 17, 2011. And mm. basically, February 16th, I, I, I just got drunk out of my mind. I was with a bunch of, uh, I would say, rock stars slash fashion people, everybody. And I was in a room where everybody was snorting coke, pouring beers. We were in a in a karaoke room, we even broke the TV. It was just like one of those like rock star nights from like the 1980s, basically. It was just that kind of night. It, it, like it you're was like Molly Molly. Dog. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I was pouring beers in women's mouths like out of pitchers. Everybody was like making out with each other. It was just like a mess in the room. Like, and everybody like, as I look around, I'm not gonna lie, it felt like I was in hell for a second. You know what I mean? Mm, just like, just yes. like drugs, everything in there, and then. And the next day in the morning, I wake up, and I, and I felt like shit. I had no energy. I felt like my, I could hear my heart beating really loud in my chest. And what I, do when I, what I usually do on my hangover, for my hangovers, is I go to Jamba Juice, and I get an orange stream machine, right? And, oh, okay. and I drink yeah. that. The, and I, so, so as I, I get in my, uh, at this time, I have a busted Ford Explorer because it's, I just recently crashed my truck with my best friend. We both just, oh, my, my Chevy Silverado on dubs. We both crashed it one night that we were out drinking. So we totaled it. And since my boy was driving, he went to jail. And I kind of didn't learn. I continued with that lifestyle. So what ended up happening was as, I'm, as I wake up in the morning, it, it just didn't feel right. I don't know if you've ever, like, had a, had a near-death experience, but you kind of feel it like something's not right today. And that's exactly what I felt. I felt like, yo, it doesn't seem like I'm going to live past the day. And I woke up that morning and I get in my car and as I'm driving across the street to the, to the Irvine spectrum, I'm like, you know what? I got to get myself a drama juice. And as I'm walking, I don't know if you've ever, if this has ever happened to you, but my vision is turning black. Like it's like yeah. somebody's turning off the lights in my brain. And it's just like, and I was like, what the hell? And then I, I walk into Jamba juice and I'm pale. I'm super pale. This is all going to be, it's going to make sense on why I, why I named the brand. I got my own back. And as I'm walking in, the lady's like, are you all right? Because I feel like I got to call 911. You look really bad. Your eyes are black. Your face is pale. I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm like, just give me my Jamba juice. I even gave her Addison. I'm like, just give me my damn Jamba juice. She gives me my, she gives me my juice. As I'm walking out, I don't know if it, this is the craziest part. I'm drinking Jamba juice, and I can't even taste it. I lost all my taste buds in my mouth. It tastes like hard, bro. And I'm drinking a cold-ass drink. I'm drinking a cold-ass drink, and I don't taste it. So as I'm walking, my heart's just like boom, 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 boom. I hear that shit just beating out of my chest. My vision's turning black, and I was like, and I'm freaking out trying to look for my phone in my pocket. I call my dad as I'm, like, speeding to, like, my car, and I'm like, hey, dad, I'm like, I don't feel well, and I'm, I'm literally, like, twitching. I'm shaking. I'm calling my dad, and he says, I told you this shit was going to catch up to you, and he hangs up on me. 
Mm. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I get in my car, and as I'm starting to drive, my my stomach's going weak, my legs are going weak, and now my left arm's, like, going weak. And the uh. last thing I was able to do was call 911. I was able to call 911 because – I, I couldn't take it anymore. And I couldn't, and you know what? The crazy part is that I couldn't even talk. So I just busted a little U-turn and I went up the curb right there by 24 hour fitness. I put the car in park and 911's like, what's your location? What's going on? All I was able to say is 24 hour fitness, Irvine spectrum. But I said it like with my last breath, basically. Fuck, bro. And, and then out of nowhere, fucking lights just turned off on me. Boom. Everything went black. You were gone. So I was gone. And then the crazy thing is. So you checked, I, I, so you, you checked out February 11th, you said? 11th. February, February 17th, 2011. Damn, you were out. So check this out. So then after that, my eyes opened up and now I have, and my phone died in my hand. So it died and I was like, shit, now I don't even know if the ambulance are going to come. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror, right? In the little rear mirror in the middle. And I, I'm not going to lie, at that point, it, it, it's like I, I saw my whole life flash before my eyes, and I asked for forgiveness because I was like, that's it, I'm dead. I, that's, mm-hmm. And this is even before, I, I haven't started, I got my own back yet, I haven't done anything yet, I haven't, I haven't even started fashion designing, nothing. This is just when I was just being a, like a little thug, basically, right? Right, right, and right. At that moment, I was like, I, I, I looked at myself, and I, I was disappointed. I just saw, I basically saw a fuck up. That's all I saw. I was like, I literally, you broke a lot of hearts. You, you ruined a lot of lives. You did a lot of stupid shit. Like everything kind of just like hit me at that point. It's like somebody just punched me in the heart in that moment. And I felt everyone's pain in that moment. And the only thing I asked God in that moment was, please just let me see my family one more time. Like that's all I want. And, that, and I wanted to see the people that I mostly turned my back on my whole life. So in wow. that moment, my my the lights turned off again, boom, and everything went black. And then after that, it, I don't even know how long how long it how, how much time went by, but I hear voices at a distance, and I hear voices, and I hear like I I don't even know what they're saying, but I hear something. And I open my eyes slowly, and I hear he's coming back, he's coming back. I have paramedics working on top of me in my car. Damn. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, and and when and when I looked at the mirror, I see my mom and my brother crying as cops are holding them back. My mom screaming, "That's my son!" I could hear her, and my brother screaming, "That's my brother!" So, wow. as I'm looking at that as my last pick, as my last image, that's where everything just. I, I thank God in that moment, and I said, "I'm sorry for the way I live my life, and if you would have given me another chance." I would have made a name for myself where people remember me in a positive way and not as a, as a piece of shit, basically. So at that moment, everything went black again. Mm. Everyone, I had a question for you. So when you were hearing, uh, he's coming back, he's coming back, you said you could hear the voices, but you couldn't see anything, yeah. right? I know, because the thing is, like, it, it sounded super far away. The guys were on right. top of me working on me, but they, their voices sounded like they were like, like literally, like on the other side of whatever, like they were far away saying, he's coming back. You know what? It's crazy because they sound like they were far away, but they were standing right on top of me, basically, trying to bring my ass back to life. Did you know they were talking about you or no? No, I had no idea. I just heard voices. 
I had yeah, no yeah. idea they were talking about me. Me, my mind was just kind of like shut off. I had no idea what was going on. And then when I finally woke up, um, and they and then they they started working on me more. I they started. I don't even remember. I honestly, I can barely remember. But it looked like they were pouring liquids into my throat. Like mm, honestly, the guys like shit. the guy even said. Like after I woke up, the guy said, five minutes later, young man, and you wouldn't have been here. So you got a purpose here." And I'm not going to lie. Yeah, when I went to the hospital and I talked to the doctor, the doctor basically said, look, I spoke to your family and they told me about your lifestyle. You're, you're addicted to pills. You're addicted to drinking. You're an alcoholic, we understand. And then, yeah, I was an alcoholic. I used to wake up in the morning and drink all the way to night. And my parents used to pick me up at the side of bars or uh-huh. in the middle of wherever the hell I was, basically. I was an alcoholic. Damn, bro. So, so it got to the point where, yeah, that day the guy said, look, you got two paths from this point on. You got another, you got, you got the clean straight path, or you can go back the same way you already went down and you already know how that road ends. So I'm not going to lie. I had an emotional wow. moment right there when he told me that. And I, I just, I let it all out. I cried and everything. I'm not going to lie. And the wow. next day, like, like few days later, I got in my car and I screamed like at the top of my lungs, just kind of let out all the pain for, since I was a kid basically of like, uh, you know what I mean? Just everything kind of just hit me at that point yeah. where I just screamed like crazy. And then after that, I cried like crazy. I just let everything out to the point where I lost my voice. And then I go back upstairs, and I know I have an addiction, and I know I don't want to go back to it. So I dump out all the alcohol into my toilet. I dump out all the pills that I used to hide. And then that's when uh, my life kind of, like, started, you know, I started thinking that I let everybody's opinions control my life. My dad used to say, congratulations, you graduated from a school from, for coloring. Like, you know, you don't have much of a future. My brother's right, telling right. me I'm not going to do anything. Everybody basically told me that I was a piece of shit and that I was a fuck up and I was never going to accomplish anything. And I believed it. So that's why I never tried at anything. So nobody and you know what? believed in me. Uh-huh. And you know what, brother? You know what, bro? I feel like that's the old way of thinking. That's the old Mexican. That's the old Latino way of thinking, bro. It is. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Oh, you, yeah, they, to, the, to them, bro, if you don't have an eight to five type of job, and if you don't have fucking uh, 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 blisters on your hands or fucking nothing, bro, you're not you don't you're, you're not a real man, and you don't have a real. And job. And, and, and and that's kind of how they saw it is, and they're like, oh, you yeah. know, they, they, my dad used to never brag about me, used to never talk about me. He why because he had nothing to say. Right, you know what right, I mean? and, he, he did, right and the thing wrong. is like, and the thing is like, I was like the guy that nobody ever wanted to talk about. When I would go to church with my parents, like their their friends would look at me weird. And then I even asked some of their their their, their own kids, I'd be like, Hey, why does all the parents look at me weird? They're like, Well, because your parents when they go to the group meeting, they talk about, you know, how bad of a person you are. So I had that right, reputation. Right. I had a right, reputation right. of like a fuck up basically. So yes. I told I told my dad basically, I, I, I he uh, he came in the room and he said, Hey, you know, are you all right? And I said, You know what? I said, everybody has their opinion about me and who I am and who I'm like, and it sucks because I let everyone's opinion matter to the point where I never believed in myself. I said, dad, you brought me up with that, brought me up with that tough Mexican love where, yeah, yeah. You, know, it's, where you were always stressed out. And unfortunately you always, you know, you brought that belt out and you were not afraid to use that shit on me. And I grew up a really angry individual. I'm like, I was pissed off at the world. I was pissed off at you. Yeah. I said, and all I want, and I'm like, I was living life on the edge because I didn't give a shit whether I lived or died. I just knew that I didn't want to be here anymore because I was a fuck up. So I told and, my and dad, you, I said, you and know you what? almost you you almost died because of that, bro. Yeah, you I almost died because of that because that upbringing, bro. 
And that's, that's, I that's why. Because of that damn upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I call my podcast the new Latino podcast, because I feel like we're the new generation and we have to change all that shit. I, I, for told, my dad, I told my dad, I told my dad, I'm going to break that, that chain because my you dad even to. sat down and told, my dad told me, my dad used to treat me like this. He goes, I never knew how to be a father. He goes, I, I had all three of you guys before the age of 23. He said, I didn't know how to be a dad, so I, I, I let my frustration on you out on you the way my parents used to, kicking the shit out of us, right? Yeah. But they don't yeah. realize this is what pushes us into the hands of gangs. This is what pushes us into the hands of, like, people that are going to take advantage of us, right? Because we don't have any, any comfort in our own home, so we go look for it somewhere else, yeah. right? Yeah. And the thing is, in Santa Ana, in Santa Ana, if you look up, and it's, and it's sad to see, in Google, if you type in the dumbest city in the world, Santa Ana is the dumbest city in the world. Like, that's what it's considered. Why? Because it's got the most Hispanic dropouts, the most pregnancies, the most uh, gang fights, the, everything. The most everything is, is right there in Santa Ana. There's less kids. All the stereotypical left. shit you could think about Mexicans is there. It, it, it's right there. So, yeah. so the thing is, so that's why I told my dad. I said, look, from this day forth, I said, look, I, my dad even told me, why did, why did you do all this shit? And when I told him, it was because you used to beat the shit out of me. He laughed because he didn't believe it. And I said, no, 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 I want you to take this serious. I did all of this because of all the pain you caused me. And he mm. got emotional in that moment, too. He's like, I never knew this. He's like, you know, because I, I did. And he opened up to me about the way his dad was never there for him. And the way you know, right, he was right. always, you know, you know, I think even my grandmother broke his leg. So it's kind of like I started learning about him, and I said, well, you know what, Dad, this, this ends here with me right now. Because from this day forth, I'm like, if I ever, have, you know, get blessed with kids, they will never, ever, ever learn that tough love that you gave me. I'm going to show a whole different kind of love. Because the thing is, right, right. I, don't want, I don't want people to look at Latinos as like, you know, oh, they're, they're just cholos, they're just this, they're just that. Like, I want people to start looking at us like, oh, man, these guys, you know, they're really uh, – they're stepping their game up. They're doing new things. You know that. You know what I mean. And to me, when he's when my dad asked me, he goes, "So what are you going to do now?" I said, "Look, nobody's going to. I'm going to write my own story now. I'm going to turn the page, and I'm never going to look back. I'm going to write a brand new story." I said, "A brand new story that you're going to be proud of, that my mom's going to be proud of, that my brother's going to be proud of." And look, I'm not doing it to throw it in any of your faces. I'm not doing it to prove anybody wrong. I just want to see how far I can go and how much I can accomplish. And my dad's like, what are you going to call this? What are you, what are you going to call this company? And I go, it's going to be called I Got My Own Back. Damn. Deep. But, yeah. but, bro, but that's a new chapter, and that's the new you, dog. And look how far you've come, bro. Yeah. And, and with, with, your, with, your, with your vision. You were tired. You were tired of, of, uh, of trying to live their dream, your parents and your mom's dream, trying to live their life that you didn't even live your own life till now. And it's not a bad thing, bro. It's not a bad thing because us uh, uh, Latinos and Mexicans, that's what we want to do because that's the way we were taught, bro. And that's why I'm not afraid. And that's why I'm not and that's why I'm not afraid to interrupt, but that's why I'm not afraid of talking about my dad used to whoop my ass. My dad used to yell at me. My dad was hard on me because it's yeah. that's exactly how we were brought up. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, my dad, my dad started working when he was nine years old, bro. One time my dad told me, I never had friends, he said. I only had coworkers. My friends were 21, 25, 32-year-olds. That's how he grew up. 
Like, yeah. God damn, bro. Like, fuck. You won, and, bro, and, you know? And, and and the thing is, like, another thing that I'm trying to teach is, let's, if, and I told my dad this, and I, and I told, and, and when I go speak at schools, I speak at a lot of schools. I speak, and I'm even a mentor for kids. That's when I speak at school, That's awesome. When I speak, when I speak at schools, I say, I look around, I say, look, if we would all help each other, there would be way more successful people in this world. Yeah, I said right. there would be way more successful people in this world because yeah, yep. we live in a world where people want to compete. People want to everything for me, but nothing for for all of us. If you uh-huh. think about it, and you know, if you think about it, there is room at the top for everybody. Yeah, for everybody, there bro. is legitimately room at the top for everybody. There's, uh, you know what? But it, it gets to the point where people are like, no, I I just want to be the one that's praised and. That's all, everything about me. I'm like, nah, man, that's not a team. I'm like, uh, a team is everybody that brings themselves back up. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's why, like, uh, even when you, uh, when you did that last uh, show that you were saying, um, the one online, the Zoom one, that's, uh-huh. why I even said, hey, that's why I even sent you a message. April, I'm down to pay. I'm down to be a part of it because that's me wanting to show support to a fellow brother who's, I want to see you do well. And I know for oh, a fact you want to see me do well because you show love right back. And I feel like that's how we're all going to grow. Dude, I'm telling you, bro, and a lot of people don't know this. There's room on the top. There's enough room on the top that you can bring your homies with you, bro. I, honestly, I, I think it was Tyler Perry, who I, I think it's him who said, who told uh, five guys that he brought up with him. He said, look, what I want you five to do is I want each of you to bring five more people up with you. And I want mm. them to do the same. Let's all Dude. build each other up. And I, I love that mentality. Yeah, I love yeah. that mentality. How can you not, it, bro? Yeah, because the thing is, you know how badass it would be if we were all neighbors someday? Dude. You know what I mean? Like everybody, right. like, everybody coming up together. And the thing is, I feel like that's what separates me. Like you said, like, hey, man, you're, you're really grounded, and so are you. I, I get along. I, I'm, more about, I'm all about vibes and, and, you know what I mean, and positive energies. You know what I mean? And honestly, I, I felt that with you even when I met you. I was like, yo, I can tell he's a real dude, and he's one of those guys that's like, hey, bro, let's, let's come up together. That's why I love supporting, you know, people like that. And even people, I'm not going to lie, even people that don't show me love, I still show them love. Because the thing is, I believe that if we can all be like this, like I said, less people would be joining gangs. Less people would be doing suicides. Less people would, you know, like give up on their dreams. I want to see people succeed. I want to see people believe. And that's why if I show people like that, I cannot change. If I can change, everybody can change in terms of seeing life differently. No, dude, that is so fucking, you're right, bro. You are so right, dude. And it's crazy that a lot of people don't see that way, bro. It, it, they don't it, see it, it like it's that. Un- it's unfortunate, bro. And the thing is, like, yeah. our, we're all, okay, like, check this out. This life is borrowed. You know yeah. what I mean? This life is borrowed right now. It, it, we can get our ticket called in any moment and we're out of here. And I learned that in 2011. So that's why I told myself, man, from this day forth, you're just going to live life right. If people do you wrong, that's that's on them and their conscience because one day they're gonna feel that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's all about now. And now that's why me right now. I'm all about you know like helping others out. You know, and just helping others out. I don't mind helping others, but that's why I did that post today where some guy like people call me like asking me for like you know cheaper um, prices on my mask so that they can donate them. And I do that because if I see that they're gonna donate them, I'm like yo, they're gonna be showing love to others. Yeah. But then later on, I see that they're selling them for, like, a really high price. I'm like, come on now. Uh, it's all yeah, – it's yeah. let's not take advantage of people. That's how, that's, how no, that's how none of us ever make it when we take advantage. Together, 
honestly, we're stronger as a team. That's why I would say, like, in boxing, together we're stronger as a team. And I feel like, yeah, that's what we got to do. So now getting into boxing, bro, getting oh, yeah. into boxing, how did you – how, how did you come up with making the, the – and, and what's the proper word, trunks or shorts? Boxing trunks. All right. How did you, how did you come up with making the boxing trunks? Bro? And who was your first uh, client, bro? So the funny thing is uh, – damn, man, yeah, I can tell you the whole history if I got my own back. <laughs> so the funny Let's go. thing is when I first started, I got my own back. It was actually a personal training company. I used to help kids um, – I used to personal train them in, in boxing because I was bullied as a kid. So I was teaching uh-huh. these kids not really self-defense, but self-confidence. And then I was also working with abused women. There were women that have been abused mentally and emotionally and physically. So I was teaching them how to build their confidence up. And the funny thing is that I was testing things out. It's kind of like when I go to schools and they're like, hey, how did you know you wanted to be a designer? Well, you got to start somewhere. So I started with, and I, I went to the swap meet. I bought a sweater that then I got the guy right. I got my own back on it. So what did I do? I started my, I got my own back personal training company. So from there, uh-huh. somebody, somebody saw my sweater and they're like, yo, is that a clothing line? And then I started the clothing line. So Ooh. I'm going to fast forward. I'm going to fast forward from there. So then I, um, I'm going to fast forward now. But then one okay. day I was like, damn, I'm like, I need a, I need my name to be seen more. I need people to know the story of I got my own back. I need people to, to – I want to inspire and motivate people. So I feel like if more people hear my story, I feel like I can, I can motivate more people out there. So my whole purpose was never to make more money. My whole purpose was to build a bigger platform so people can read the I Got My Own Back story. That's, that, mm-hmm. that's what my whole goal was. So then when I was a kid growing up with my parents, obviously we would always – our whole families would mainly get together when Chavez would fight when Tyson would fight, when El Maromero Pais used to fight, when De La Hoya used to fight, when they would fight, that's when we would all get together. And when I was watching the fights, I loved their boxing outfits. I was like, damn. Because remember I was telling you, I was into fashion growing up. So seeing that, to me, was like, yo, as they're walking in, that's like the runway, like in fashion, when you're walking down the runway. Yes, yes, yes. That's like the runway. And I'm like, all eyes are on them. This is the moment that they've worked for. The confidence is in the outfit. I've done outfits to the point where people are like, bro, my confidence was through the roof going into that, into that, into that ring, right, and walking right, into right. the arena. So, so in the beginning, I, 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 I was like, you know what? If I'm going to get into boxing outfits, I can't just come in with something that anybody else has ever seen. So I was watching the movie Tron. I'm a big Tron and Back to the Future fan, like, um, and also okay. Blade Runner. Uh, fifth Element. I, I love movies from the future, futuristic style. So in the movie okay. Tron, I saw I, I saw a guy walking with a with a robe that looked like it lights up, and I was like, "That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna discover how to light up a boxing robe. I'm gonna I'm gonna design a boxing robe, and that's exactly what I did. I had I didn't know anybody in fashion. I, I was working at this time at Armani Exchange and Banana Republic. That's how I learned about fashion, working in fashion stores. That's how I learned. Like about fashion, um, about the color of the month, the pattern of the month. So what did I do? Is mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm already doing boxing T-shirts, and I'm not going to lie. For the first four years, I designed free boxing T-shirts for everybody, everybody. Damn. I worked two jobs, two jobs, because I was being sued also, and I was looking at six years in jail. I'm telling you, man, the story's freaking long. But I was working two jobs, 
and paying my lawyers to keep me out of jail. And also I was paying, um, I was buying uh, all the fighters that I would meet. I would go up to them and be like, Hey man, can I design you a shirt? And yeah, I would design in their team t-shirts and they wouldn't pay me. Nobody even offered me money. Nobody even wanted offer to pay me. I just said, you know what? It's cool. I just really want to get my name out there and my story. So from that, I moved into the boxing outfits and then that's where it started where I designed the first ever light up boxing rope. And I ended up uh, having one of my friends of mine, he introduced me to a teacher in Fitham, Paul Dunn. And he actually showed me, I brought him everything. I, I ordered you like, like lights from Japan and from China. And I even got in touch with the movie Tron and I asked him what kind of lights they used. I started experimenting mm-hmm. to the point where I designed my first outfit. I powered up my first outfit and it was worn at the T-Mobile Arena when, when Canelo fought Khan. It was the undercard. The TV opener, Mauricio Herrera, at the T-Mobile Arena, he wore wow. my first ever light-up boxing outfit. And when he walked in and that thing was lighting up and I'm sitting there on the stands and I'm looking at it, I thought to myself, damn, bro, like, you're, you, you just completely came out with something never before seen. And this is going to show people that I got my own back is like, the new like brand now that's going to be coming out and yeah Fucking so I awesome, bro. yeah i have a badass picture of it too i'll send it to you later i have a really awesome picture of like when he's walking in and it's lighting up and it was like because nobody's ever seen that before and that's kind of what i wanted to bring into boxing was things that nobody's ever seen like i was the right, first person right. to put that was the first person to put pockets on a boxing short why wow, who's who was that for <laughs> And that was actually for, uh, who was it for? I think it was for Jose Roman, Jose Gato Roman. I think it was for, oh, no, or I think it was for Mauricio Herrera, too. Yeah. He, oh, he yeah? Was the first guy to, yeah, he, and he was like, hey, bro, you pockets on my shorts? He's, he's like, he's like, I'm not going to go in with my cell phone. I'm like, yo, I'm like, you know what? I'm putting pockets on the shorts. Because the thing is, like, I put back pockets and I put front pockets. And he's like, you put pockets on a boxing short? And I'm like, you know why? Because this is, I got my own back designing now. It's changing the style. And you know what the funny thing is? When the lady from Creed came to my studio and she said, when I found out that you're putting pockets on a boxing short, I thought, finally, this is a designer that's coming to change the game right now. And that's kind of how I've been known, like as the guy who just does everything different. So the movie Creed, what boxing shorts did you make? What was the trunk? So it's the first fight. So there's three designers on the movie Creed, right? Okay. And there's a, there's a scene, the first scene when Creed fights Drago, they saw one yeah. of my boxing shorts that I did for Jesse Roman where it says down the leg, Roman, down the leg. And actually, uh-huh. if you see Drago, he's wearing these gray and white shorts that say Drago down the leg. It's the first fight where he beats up Creed. Those shorts, uh, it's, it's throughout the whole fight. Those are the shorts yeah, I did. Yeah. And also... In the beginning of the movie Creed, Drago's wearing a pair of brown trunks. They're all brown, and then he's wearing another pair of green. We did those, the brown ones, the green ones. And then there was one when they did, like, a TV interview. Oh, you know what the funny thing is? At the weigh-ins, when they're, when they're all fighting each other, one of the guys is actually wearing an I Got My Own Back hat. Oh, shit. That's fucking yeah, badass, so, bro. So, you know, we, we did a lot of cool, like, they, they, they really, uh, they even, there's even a guy wearing an I Got My Own Back t-shirt. So there was a lot of little, like, product placement for me, for the brand. A lot of Easter and, eggs uh, right there, bro. Yeah, it was a lot of little Easter eggs. So I was excited because the thing is, they already had two designers for the movie that were working on some of the outfits. But the thing is, they're like, hey, you know what? 
have you ever worked on a movie before? I was like, never have. And you know what the funny thing is? I found a small article where they wrote about who the designers were for the movie, like the costume designers. So automatically I emailed them and I, I emailed them, my Netflix, I Netflix, I emailed them, I Instagrammed them and I Facebooked them. And yeah, they actually ended up replying to one of my emails where I said that I would love to work with them. And then I'm in California and they would be easy for me to, you know, do outfits for them because they're, they're either filming here or in Philadelphia. So they replied to me. They said, "JR, thank you for reaching out to us. It's crazy, but we've already seen your work and we love it." So wow. That's kind of uh, that's kind of like it was cool. And the thing is, um, yeah, I basically uh, I have ended up working on Creed too, and that was that was a uh, to me it was an emotional moment when I got an email that says Creed two, and it had like the NDA non disclosure agreement, and I was like, "Damn." And I called my dad. And when my dad, I showed my dad the email, and he saw me, and he goes, "Damn, man! Everything you said you were gonna do, you're doing it." And that's I feel you, you bro. That to me was just like a proud moment, basically. When I got my uh, my Netflix check for the for the Mr. Glasses, bro, I fucking cried, bro. I cried. I made copies. I gave it on my headphone, bro. Dude, because that's to me that was what what you experienced right now, bro. By hard work, yeah. You know and, what I mean. The thing is, nobody knows how hard we work. Nobody sees it. No, like no, nobody no. sees how hard you work. Nobody sees it. Nobody sees how hard I work. They really don't see the struggle and how little things like this mean the world to us. Little yeah, things yeah, like yeah, this. bro. And and me, so, I even framed. I printed and I framed the contract and I gave my mom and dad a copy too. <laughs> Dude, bro, respect, bro, respect, dog. So now, fast forward, fucking you, 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 you did the the Mauricio, Mauricio Herrera. Yes. His, his the outfit, the lighting up, bro. Creed two, and how did you get to Canelo, bro? Canelo, the oh, biggest man. boxer right now, bro. I, I, Canelo to me you, is the best first, boxer right now. First, I'm going to tell you the most embarrassing story. In 2013, <laughs> uh, in 2013, Canelo was getting ready to fight Floyd Money Mayweather. The biggest we were fight at that fight, year. bro. We were at that the fight. The biggest fight of the year. At the weigh-ins, at the MGM Grand. I go there, and I brought the, I, I, that night, I was actually designing for Diego de la Hoya, Oscar de la Hoya's nephew. They called right, me and they asked right. me if I could design him a T-shirt. So I designed him a shirt that he wore at the weigh-ins. I have pictures of that, too. Um, this is when I was doing free shirts. So I go there, and I go – and I'm not going to lie. I didn't have any connects back then. I was driving over there to Las Vegas just to see who I could meet, if any of you know, to network. So my ass actually snuck in backstage at the MGM Grand. I snuck backstage where Canelo was trying on the gloves. And the funny thing is I saw that he was about to leave. You know, there's not like a lot of big entourage back there because they only let a few people back there and all that. And right, right. I'm there holding, I'm holding, a, um, it's funny because my mom and dad are huge Canelo fans and I'm holding right. like a little, it's like a little, it's like those little hand gloves that you put it in and it looks like you're sticking your finger up. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? They yeah, do, yeah, you know, I don't know yeah. if you've seen the foam ones. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny because there's Canelo and I see him walking towards me. I look around, I'm like, holy shit, nobody else is here. So I walk up to him, right? And I'm, I, 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 I stick my hand out. I'm really excited to meet him. I'm excited to say hello. Guess what? What happened? He ignores the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, he 
walks right by me. And I even said it in Spanish. I was like, mucho gusto, Canelo. And he just walked right by me. And I was like, damn, I just got dissed by Canelo. So I'm not going to lie. That, that hit me hard because I was disappointed. It was like, yo, I'm a big Canelo fan. I've always wanted to say and There was nobody else around us. It was just me and him. And I, was, I really thought he was at least going to say hello back. And I was going to tell him, hey, man, you know, I would love to design you a T-shirt sometime, right? And, yeah, he just walked right by me. And I was like, and it was funny because my mom called me like a few hours later. She goes, hey, did you meet Canelo? I'm like, I didn't really get a chance to mom, but he was like the nicest guy. You know, I could see like him with everything. <laughs> right, right. I didn't want to tell her, yo, the dude just dissed me bad. So You didn't want to break her heart, bro. I didn't want to break her heart. And I'm not going to lie, that hit me hard because I was really disappointed because I, 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 I've always wanted to meet him. And it's like, you know, when, like, when you meet celebrities sometimes, they're either going to be really cool or they're, you know, yeah, or yeah. who knows what kind of a day they're having. So yeah, the funny yeah. thing is that I'm sitting there like super bummed out because he totally just walked right by me. And it just felt like, it, it just felt shitty. Like that weekend just kind of like, you know, I, I, I even came home. Like I was going to see if maybe I can go to the fight the next day. I just came back to California because I, I was so bummed out. I was just bummed out. So the funny thing is, I, um, years later now that I'm doing boxing outfits, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it another try. So I wrote one of the guys at Golden Boy, and I asked him if I can design for him. And they said, you know what, man? It's, it's not going to happen because he's very loyal to his designers in Mexico, so in Guadalajara. So mm-hmm. it, it's basically not going to happen. Like, you know, but thank you. A lot of people have offered but nobody's actually been able to design for him because he's not, he, he's not interested, basically. He wants to stick with the same people, right? So mm-hmm. the funny thing is, I knew Ryan, just, Ryan Garcia joins his camp. Now I'm designing for Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia joins the Canelo camp. So I knew that Canelo was going to be at his next fight. So I told myself, I'm going to design a badass outfit that Canelo's going to see it, and he's going to say, who designed that outfit? And I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie, I des- I designed Ryan a, a red and black outfit with his name I remember that around one. it. I remember it, that. It one. was like it was me trying to give it a more modern look because I don't know if you've ever been to Victoria's Secret how they got the ones that say uh, it's got like a repeated name that goes all around. It says Victoria's yes. Secret, and it says like like the brand that they have. And I noticed that was trending, and that's kind of what I learned working at Armani Exchange. If you always want to be fashion forward, what's trending that month? Right, so I noticed right, that the repeated right. names are trending. So I wrote the Ryan Garcia and actually, yeah, Canelo saw his outfit. Canelo saw his outfit and then he ended up getting in touch with my boy, Victor, um, his people. And, they, and my boy, Victor calls me. My boy, Victor knows the story of how I got this. So I remember uh, it was at night and I'm sleeping and Victor calls me and goes, bro, Canelo wants to meet you. And I hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls me back and he goes, he wants to meet you and I was like bro this, I, look I don't know if it's April Fool's but I, I, don't, I don't have time for this right now I'm really tired I'm sleepy and I hung up on him so in the morning I have 10 missed text messages and I have a picture message that my boy sent me where it's Eddie Reynoso saying we want to meet the designer for Ryan and I was like mm-hmm. oh shit this is real so yeah after that I get the call and they're like eh, Canelo wants to especially invite you to his house I'm like Oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm going to his house. So I end up going to his house. I get short samples, fabric samples, everything. I just put everything together. I drove down uh, to SD. I mm-hmm. go to his beautiful, gorgeous house. And it's funny because as I'm, as I'm walking in, you know, his right-hand man, 
he walks me in, he brings me into a private room, just a bunch of his memorabilia everywhere, just really nice stuff. And as I'm sitting there, his boy comes up to me and he goes, what's up, bro? He goes, so are you a Canelo fan? I'm like, yeah, I'm a Canelo fan. He goes, have you ever met Canelo? And I'm like, let me tell you a story about in 2013 what happened at the NGN Grill. <laughs> uh-huh. So then, so then I, I ended up telling the story to him, and he goes, no way. He goes, bro. And he kind of cleared it up. He goes, bro, I'm going to be honest with you, man. He goes, he hadn't eaten. He was very, you know, dehydrated. You know, you know, he had to make weight, so he wasn't all there. Like, he was tired. He just wanted to go eat and just right. get out of there. He goes, so don't take it personal, bro. He goes, he goes, yeah, you know right, what, honestly, right. man, he goes, look, bro, now you're here. So now you get to experience yeah. something completely different. So I really hope it's a good experience for you. And then after that, the right. champ walks right in. And there I am, face-to-face with Canelo. Wow. How was that experience, bro? As I'm sitting there watching Canelo, because Canelo tries on my shorts. And the reason why people like my shorts is because I design them differently. I don't know if you ever noticed in UFC, they used to wear board shorts. And I don't know if you noticed, they were spandex shorts now. So yeah, yeah. what I did was I noticed I, I bought a pair of boxing trunks from everybody, and everybody's been building them the same. So when Canelo mm-hmm. tried on my shorts, I wish I could have recorded this part, but straight up, he's, he's shadow boxing, he's moving around. And it was like slow motion for me that moment because it was like, mm-hmm. damn, man, like I remember my overdose that moment. And seeing him, and he's like, these are the best shorts I've ever worn. In my head, I'm like, damn, I wish I would have recorded him saying that. But in that moment, it it was a proud moment for me because now that you know my story, you know that accomplishing and getting to that level, everyone, even people told me that I could never get to him. They're like, no, that's impossible. It's Canelo. It's the biggest star in boxing. And, bro, I got Canelo. Wow, bro. And you you know what, bro? You know the, the the way this the world is, bro. If you would have met him and if he would have shook your hand, if you would have talked, maybe everything would would have not ha- not have happened, bro. Yeah, I always believe in that. I believe that things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you. There have been I, I I was really excited because I've always wanted to be an actor. So like growing up, I always like movies. So there was a show called Kingdom. It was an MMA show, and I used to I used to give them I got my own back clothing so they could wear it on the show. And the funny thing is that I was supposed to, supposed to be in season three, like they were gonna mm-hmm. feature me in there, like kind of give you know they were, they were gonna add me to the show, but the shitty part was that the show got canceled. Mm. So I never. But the thing is, I, it didn't bum me out, and everybody around me was bummed out for me. Like, oh man, like that would have been awesome. Like you know what, things happen for a reason. Yeah, another door opens. You know what? My mom says when one door closes, another door opens. And I'm not going to lie. There have been opportunities that, you know, if the doors have closed, but other opportunities have came up. So I always I always keep a positive mindset. And I tell everybody to stay positive. You know, not everything's going to go your way. There's going to be moments where you think, you know, something good's going to happen. Then it doesn't happen. Maybe it gets canceled last minute. But there's always, you know, it's like to say God always has a plan. Yes, you know sir. I mean? So that's yes, kind of that's kind of how I see it as. That's kind of how I see it as. Like you know what? There's always something that's gonna happen. You know what I mean? And right now, I was just kind of teasing my dad, right? And I told him, I'm like, hey, dad, what would you do if I said I wanted to quit as a designer? My dad's like, you know what, Jr. I can't even explain how proud you've made me and how much you've accomplished and how much you've done. That if you want to quit right now, Jr., I would say, you know what, Jr., you do whatever makes you happy, son. Wow. This is only the beginning, though, brother. 
Hey, and so what was the, only and it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning, bro. Hey, what was the what was the first short that Canelo wore of yours? What fight? It was, was a it? white and it was a white and gold one. The white and gold ones. Who did he fight? It, it so it was the last one that I did with the the neon green with blue. Okay. But it was the one before that fight. Did he fight Jacobs? Who did he fight that fight? Hold on, I don't remember what short he wore for 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 Jacobs. Let me see here, Canelo. Let me look at the box wreck. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's see here. It was. Um, damn, they're not even letting me in. Let me see here. Yeah, it was the Canelo Jacobs. Yeah, it's when he wore the gold and uh, the gold and white shorts. It's when okay. he fought uh, Daniel Jacobs. Yeah. So it was when uh, okay. Canelo fought Daniel Jacobs. Yeah. That was the first and, and time you, that I ever worked with him. And, and, then, and then from there on, you did all of his shorts? So from there on, I've uh, the last two fights that he fought, I've designed for him. I became his official designer. These last, that, so now when, uh, when I saw you guys up in Vegas, that was the second short I've done for him. So now, we got, word, now we got word that the champ needs a third short. So now I've heard, so, my team, I heard. So, so I just started my, with him two fights ago. And those, those last two fights, I, I've, I've been his new designer. And, yeah, we've, I already got contacted by his right-hand man. He goes, hey, JR, bro, you're going to have to come back to the house again. I'm like, sounds good, bro. Short number three. So now yo, I'm resigning for him also. Yo, hey, hey, uh, hey, Junior, I heard, bro, if you want to drop some special fucking news on the new Latino podcast, bro. We ain't mad at you, dog. <laughs> and how did you Hell get hooked yeah. up with? How did you get hooked up with Ryan Garcia? Because Ryan Garcia is a, is the future, bro. Oh man! So the funny thing with Ryan is that he actually is before I've known him since before he when he was like an amateur, before uh-huh. he even became pro. But the thing is, he was a fan of the name I got my own back. So uh-huh. that's kind of how like, so he actually told his mom, hey, I want to work with JR. But the thing is, in the beginning, I wasn't really making boxing outfits. I was still figuring it out. So uh-huh. I think I started designing for him after, like, I think, uh, I think now I've done, like, his past, I would say, 12 outfits, 13 outfits. Wow. Uh-huh. In a row. Yeah. So I've been his, his designer for the past, like, 13 outfits, basically. Damn, bro. And I just got word right now. I actually, Jim Shark just sent me the payment, so I have to start designing now his new outfit that he's going to be wearing, possibly in July, Fourth of July. With uh, he might be fighting Abner Mates. Suppose damn you, dude, dude, my guy, bro, you yeah, heard it here first, Ryan Garcia. My mouth. <laughs> you heard I'm it here first. I'm, I'm gonna, you heard it here first from me, Ryan Garcia. Junior didn't tell me this. July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. I was gonna say, word on the street is because the thing is, I heard that Linares is stuck in Japan, so they need a fight uh. for Ryan. I don't know if there's going to be any fans, but I do, I do know that Abner already, like, submitted, you know, his request to fight Ryan. I think right now they're trying to see if maybe they can make it happen, yeah. Mm. Dude. And, um, how did you get hooked up? Because you also made Gabriel's um, robe for the Staples Center show. And, dude, I'm telling you, that robe was off the hook, bro, with the Dodger colors, dog. Oh, yeah. The, the funny thing is I've, I've been a guy who I never want to 
I never want to lose an opportunity. You know, I never want to lose an opportunity. And the thing is, I've always wanted to kind of, like, transition from boxing into, like, movies, into, like, comedy. Like, I've always wanted to just be in different industries because I want I got my own back to be known as a brand that's everywhere. It's not just in one. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have my own, like, my own fashion line, like, my own boxing outfits, my own, like, boxing gloves. I want to have, like, a lot. And, you know, so I wanted to be everywhere. So the funny thing is my boy Victor, right? So my boy Victor, he ended up meeting Juan and Gabe at, uh, at Andy Ruiz's party. I don't know if you were at that yes, party. Yes, I was there. The white party. I, yeah. I was supposed to go to that party too, but the thing is it was my anniversary, so I was actually, you know, I, I wasn't able to go, basically. You know, you know, when it comes to the, to the wife, you, you can't fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so um, the funny thing was my boy Victor calls me and he goes, hey, you know, I, I just met uh, Fluffy and, uh, and Juan. I'm like, no way. I'm like, dude, I'm, he's like, yeah, he goes, I know, he's like, I know you're a big fan of, uh, of Gabriel Davis. I'm like, bro, since I've been growing up, you know, I've always been quoting a lot of his, like, sayings that he does, uh, me and my brothers, because we, 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 we're really big into comedy. And um, mm-hmm. so the funny thing is, I'm sitting at this is so so you can kind of see like how dedicated I am to like always wanting to go trying to move forward. I had a really long week, right? And I have like mm-hmm. the biggest headache in the world. I have the biggest headache in the world, and I'm about to go to sleep. It's like eleven o'clock at night, and my boy Victor calls me and he goes, "Bro, come have dinner with me tonight." He's like, "I'm gonna go." He's like, "I think Fluffy might even come too," and I was like, "Yeah, right." He's like, yeah, he goes, I'm going to meet up with him. He's like, I'm going to go. He's like, I know. He's like, I'm meeting up with Juan. We're going to have dinner in Long Beach. And I was like, and I was like, damn, man. I was like, you know what? I, I don't mind going out, you know, and networking, meeting them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I did. I popped two, uh, two Vikings. I popped two, uh, two Advils, and I was really tired. I was super drained. And I ended up going out to dinner, and, it, and I ended up having dinner with my boy Victor and my boy. Well, that's where I met Juan. And me and Juan mm-hmm. clicked right away also. We clicked like, you know, like cool people. You know what I right, mean? Right. And that's kind of like, we, we were all having dinner, you know, and I, they were basically talking their own thing. And then like, he, Juan kind of like, oh, so what do you do? And I mean, oh, dude, this is Ryan Garcia and Canelo's designer. And, and for, for, right there, when people find out, people get excited right away because it's like, oh, shit. And right, it's right. So, you know, Juan kind of showed me, and Juan's like, are you into wrestling? I'm like, hell yeah, bro. I'm like, I grew up watching WrestleMania. And then um, that's kind of how we started, like, kind of, like, you know, we started, like, becoming more cool with Juan right there, you know, as we were having dinner. And he's like, have you ever, like, designed for, like, WrestleMania? I'm like, nah, man. I'm like, I would love to do it. I'm like, because those outfits, they, they come out sometimes at very costume from, like, the, right, like, the right. coats that they wear to different stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like, I would love to, like, you know, you know do something with them. He's like, oh, cool, bro. He goes, hey, he's like, if, they, if I ever find out an opportunity, man, he goes, you know, let's know. I was like, thanks, brother. So then the funny thing is I told him, like, yeah, I'm like, you know, we do clothing too. My company specializes in designing streetwear clothing and stuff like that. And the cool thing is that after that, like, I think it was like a few weeks later, that's when Juan said, you know, hey, bro, you know, would you like for an opportunity to design, you know, gave some T-shirts, some shirts? And I was like, dude, I would love that. So that's right, kind of right. where it happened. And then, and then one time um, we were taking it right there at the compound and, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, Gabe says he needed a shirt for, you know, the – the Staples Center and obviously one for the Honda Center. Uh, kind of, you right. know, like he said he wanted to do Dodgers theme. And then I told him, I'm like, bro, I'm like, you're walking into the Staples Center? He's like, yeah, I'm like, a boxing outfit into the Staples Center would just, like, boss. Because the thing is, he's a boxing fan, too. And, you know, he's also a yeah, WrestleMania yeah. fan. Hell yeah. And the thing is, yeah. it's all about making an entrance, right? It's all about right. making an mm-hmm. entrance. So I thought to myself, yo, 
This could be like a comedian making his ring entrance, but onto the big stage. So that's yeah. kind of where the idea came from of like, you know what, a boxing world. And you know what the funny thing is? It didn't get approved right away. I think you kind of had to think about it. And then, you know, we got to go. And then I basically designed a blue and white inspired Dodgers outfit. And I decided to put the big fluffy logo in the back. And I thought, you know what? We got to make him look like one of those big time fighters. So we're going to put fluffy across the back and we're going to put the, the, the Savarsky crystals. Those, I had to put uh-huh. them all on one by one. Like those things are a pain in the butt because you got to do one by one. So at the end of the day, bro, it just, it just looked epic. Like his entrance looks badass because, he he made like a like a special kind of entrance, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, to, yeah. To, to me, like to me, seeing that, like I'm used to seeing it in boxing with working with the biggest name in boxing, but now working with somebody that I also grew up watching, you know what I mean? To me, it was it was another moment basically. So it's like yeah. to me, this, this past year has just been filled with like beautiful moments basically. That it's like it's hard to explain, but you you understand because like for you. I, like you probably, I don't know if you already used to, but how did it feel being like on that stage, sold out Staples Center? Like, how did that feel for you, bro? Like you said it, bro. I, I felt like a wrestler, though, and a boxer yeah. coming into the ring. Yeah, you felt that. over, over fourteen thousand people screaming right there. Everyone screaming, everyone chanting, laughing at you know everything you're saying people really enjoying you up there. And the thing is, I can only imagine. I, I wasn't even on that stage, but I was proud of seeing you up there because I know oh what God. it's like to, you know what I mean? It's, I know yeah. what it's like to want to reach those levels in life. You know what I mean? And it ain't easy. And I, I guarantee you it wasn't easy for you either. So you being up there, and, 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 right. and, you know, I can only imagine what your mother would have felt being there. Because I know you said your mom hasn't been to one of your shows. I think you were mentioning yeah. that. Right? Yeah. And I, I yeah. could only imagine what she would have felt seeing you up there. And honestly, even though Gabe's done it a bunch of times, but seeing him up there too, when, what he's accomplished. Also, I was proud to see you guys up there, not as like a fan, but as a friend. So when I saw you guys up there, it was legit real love. Like, you know what? I'm glad to see that, you know, these guys are, are, have made it this far, basically, and, and they're continuing to grow. Like, to me, it was a proud moment. To me, I was sitting, like, in, like you know, with the crowd, so I felt that energy. Even when, you know, when you came out, when he came out, like, I felt the energy. And even when he, you know, when he was walking down. So I think we all had a moment that night. Gabe, so yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. You being up there, too, you know, and, and then, like, me watching Gabe with my work and go up there. You know what I mean? It's all, so I feel like it was just like one big crowd moment because it wasn't just for me, but I was happy for you guys at the same time and all the hard work you guys have put in. Dude. So, and, you know, it, it, and, and you know what, bro? It was just crazy, dog. The moment was crazy. And it's one of those things where you have to live the fucking moment, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to live you got to live the moment, but like, man, you got, now you got, you got some of the craziest stories to tell. You know what I mean? I got some of the craziest stories to tell now, but you know what the cool thing is? It's good shit. Yep. You know what I mean? We're not, we're, it, it's going to be good memories. And I yep. think that's, yep. that's what, that's, that, that's the best part. Like I can honestly say my bad memories are erasing of all the bad things that I ever did. You know what I mean? I, I was no angel. But the thing is, like, now, it's like I said, I'm, I'm rewriting a brand new story. And, and we're sharing it together, bro. And now we're sharing it together, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why me, 
I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm going through some personal life stuff right now, right? But me, you know what? I wanted to do this today, too, because I was like, you know what? I got nothing but mad love and respect for you. So, mm-hmm. you know what? And, you know, I, I, when I tell people I, I'm going to commit Thank to you, them, bro. I'm going to commit to them, bro. Because mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's what it's all about, you know? And this is, like, my way. Honestly, I don't know how much I could do, but if I can help you out, you know I, I got your back, basically. No, way, dude, thank you. And I, and, I, and I know you do. That's what I said. You know what? My first guest is going to be fucking Junior, bro. Man, well, shit. I hope this isn't the last time, so let me know, man. I got no, no. stories we could even tell them. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, bro. And all I want Talk is to whatever me. pops up to your, to, your, to, your, to your head first. Talk to me. All right? Who would you have loved to make short, uh, someone, a boxer that was before your times, bro? And you could only honestly, pick one. Honestly, I would have loved to have done a short for Muhammad Ali. Oh. Because yeah. the thing is, it, 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 cause not only was he an amazing heavyweight boxer, but the thing is, it's, I'm, I'm big on, like, humanity and helping others, and he's very big yeah, on that. Too. Yeah, yeah. So I feel me, you with that too, bro. It, to me, it would have been something like, you know what? It, I, I would have been like, you know what, man? It's not just the fact that, you know, you're one of the greatest boxers, or you are the greatest boxer, but the thing is, it's everything you do outside the ring, which I respect a lot. You're very about your people. You're very about humanity. And even when you hear him talk, he's very wise when he talks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But honestly I, would lo- honestly, I would love to work with him. And what am I – I heard that Mike Tyson's coming back. Oh, man, yeah. I would love, yeah. love, love, love to do Because I actually grew up watching Tyson fight. So me, I would love to design a short for Tyson right now. <laughs> like if it was right now, right now Tyson right. back in the day, I would love to design for Ali. Yeah. Would you ever make um, or, or, or a UFC short, bro, for UFC fighters? Hell yeah, I would. Are you thing is why? Because I would love to tap into a whole new industry, into MMA. MMA fighters wear my T-shirts. They can't wear it at UFC because it's all sponsored by Reebok. Reebok, but I was, yeah. I, I, yeah, and I've worked with Bellator fighters. I've worked with um, King of the Cage. I've worked with a lot of all those other MMA companies. But UFC, I would love to make it to that because that's like that's like the high level of boxing, but in MMA, UFC. Mm. Also, would you ever make quinceanera dresses, bro? Honestly, I wouldn't mind. I I have been asked if I if I could design a wedding dress, so I would not mind designing a, a quinceanera dress. I was even gonna wear one to your birthday, but <laughs> shit, <dude. laughs> my man. All right, fool. I would have. I would have worn that a million times. The line too, if you want. You you could bring back a fighter from any era to a fighter now. What's your What's your dream match? Honestly, my dream match would. Uh, I think right. I would always want to. I've always wanted to see. Um, and this is actually kind of a recent guy, but I've always wanted I've always wanted to see Floyd Mayweather against Triple G. Okay. Okay. I've always wanted I've always wanted to see that. Because the thing is mm. I, it would have been an interesting thing to see. I mean we got a chance to see Canelo and we got a chance oh, but you know what, honestly though, you know who I would want to see though, now that you see now you made me think about it? I'm a big fan of Vinny Paz, the Paz, the Tasmanian, the Tasmanian Devil. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I got a chance to meet him too. His story is insanely inspiring. Yes, like this yes. guy wasn't even. This guy was after that car crash, and I got a chance to actually talk to Vinny. He actually sent me like some badass little care package, autographed gloves, pictures. 
he sent me a bunch of stuff. I would have actually loved to have seen him fight Mike Tyson. Wow. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him fight Mike because he was a badass too. So I would have loved to have seen Vinny Paz and Mike Tyson. Or I would have loved. Do you remember Tommy Gunn? He was actually yeah, in the yeah. movie Rocky Five. He was in the movie yeah, Rocky yeah, Five, yeah. the white guy. I would have also Tommy liked Morfitt. to have seen Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have seen him and Mike Tyson also. But that Tommy just, and that's, Prime. That, yeah, they were, that's what they wanted to set up, but it never happened. Yeah, it never happened because he got involved with like a bunch of other stuff behind the scenes. But yeah. I would have loved to have seen him and Tyson. Yeah. I'm a, as you can see, I'm a big heavyweight fan. <laughs> For some, like, I just, Dude. you know what I mean? Cause, yeah. What do you think of Andy Reid going to Canelo's tr- uh, trainer with, with, uh, with Chippel? Honestly, I think that's a good idea because it's, I've been to Canelo's gym where they train, and honestly, they have a beautiful way of training you. Like, I go to a lot of boxing gyms, right? And the thing is, mm-hmm. I've seen it where there's a, a trainer training like five guys at the same time, right? And mm-hmm. in reality, it's the reason why I never like group MMA sessions or group boxing sessions because I feel like they don't really work on your form, right? They kind of they glance at you. But what I like about mm-hmm. Canelo's gym is that they dedicate their time to each fighter's craft. And not only that, but I don't know if you noticed, but they're all power punchers over there. Yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. Got a, he's got a power punch. Canelo's got a power punch. They got the Cuban Flash over there, who I also designed for, who's got a, who's got a power punch. Um, and now they're going to add Andy Ruiz. And here's the thing. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, Eddie Reynoso is going to perfect him. He's going to perfect him as a boxer. And his training methods are no joke. He's a beautiful trainer. When I say trainer, like, I love the way he trains. Why? Because mm-hmm. he studies the fighter you're going to fight. He studies your style. And then he tries to kind of, like, mix it all in there so that you're already ready for this fight. And at the same time, bring them out of their comfort zone, whoever you're fighting. See, that is my idea of a really good trainer. Because that's a trainer that really, really wants to put all his knowledge into you. So is it a good idea that he's going over there? Yeah. And is Eddie probably going to be tough? Yes, he's going to be a tough because he, he likes, he's a, he's a man that knows what he wants. You know what I mean? And he's, he's a beautiful trainer. Like I said, I love the way that, that he trains. Damn, bro. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right, bro. So just two more, two more questions before we're out of here. Can, Canelo me. Chavez, who wins? Canelo or Chavez? Chavez, yeah. uh, 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 that's uh, shit. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Honestly, uh, would you say in their in their primes? I would say Canelo. In their prime, okay. In their prime, in their primes, Canelo. Chavez is a good fighter, but you know what? I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Canelo, I, I, I got Canelo in his prime, yeah. Because right now, Canelo, he's like the perfect boxer. Right, 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 right. You know I, got you. Like I got Canelo, too. I got Canelo. I got Canelo as well. So now, one more, bro. Uh, what, what were we going to say? You would want to what? I was going to say, because I would want to do something with, with Chavez, you know, Sr. someday. You know what I mean? I would want to do something with him. That's why I really got to watch what I say. <laughs> right, right. Now, De La Hoya at his prime and fucking Ryan. Ooh, that's a good one. Dude, that could be a draw, right, bro? Honestly, that could be a draw. I'm not even kidding. That's a that's a good little matchup right there. Shit, right, dog? boys, right there. Yeah, damn, that's actually that's a, that's a good one. But the thing is, 
Ed, is Eddie Ray, but Eddie Reynoso training him for 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 the lawyer, right? Eddie Reynoso training the lawyer? No, let's just say if Eddie Reynoso would be training Ryan against uh-huh. uh, uh, Oscar De La Hoya in his prime, that would be a nice little beautiful match. Dude, that would have been a good match, bro. That that would have been a good match. Yeah, that would have been a good match. But the thing is, Ryan is fast. I'm not going to lie. He surprises Dude, you with these hits that he throws at him. Bro. Yeah, I'm not going to I felt his punches before. I made fun of his piano playing when I went to his house, and he punched me in the stomach. Trust me, I know how he hit. <laughs> I see those videos, bro, with me punching fools, dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. And honestly, probably, like, I'm not going to lie, I, I, I have a glove that he that he signed for me because I, obviously I've known him for a minute now. He signed me a glove, and honestly, it's funny because he wrote on there the only one because he wrote something on there special for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's why I got a lot of love and respect for that kid. So he's, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. But, yeah, I mean, him and Deloitte, shit, that would have been a fun one too. But the thing is, yeah, uh, right? I, I think I, w- I think I would have wanted to see him and Chavez because Chavez, well, Chavez was a brawler, man. That dude, he, he had a lot of heart too. So I oh, think, yeah, 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 I think. Yeah. Who, who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you think would have won in their prime, Chavez or Ryan? Damn, bro. I want to say, I want to say Chavez. Who? I was. I, I want to say Chavez. Too, yeah. Only, only because, like you said, Chavez is a brawler, bro. Chavez is a brawler. Oh, yeah. Chavez don't give up. Chavez don't give up. He did not give up. So that's why I was like, yeah, that would have been a good yeah. match also. That would have been a good matchup, dude. Hey, well, you know what, bro? Thank you for this. Thank you for your time, bro. And thank you for the knowledge. And thank you for your story, brother. Anytime, bro. Like I said, whenever you need me, hit me up and I'm there. I got you, we, I got your own back. I got my own back. I'm going to go make myself I my got, quinceanera dress now. I got my own back. Make your quinceanera dress and let's do this shit, dude. Thank you very much. Have a good night, bro. And be safe. And likewise, brother. Stay safe. Good night, Junior. Good night, brother.